Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ravel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rugby Night Podcast. Thank you all for being with us on this very cold evening, very cold days ahead. Um, we have plenty to cover tonight. We've got the Birmingham game to preview on Saturday. We've got potential Chio news. We've got a signing, an actual signing in March. What kind of club signs people in March? But we have a massive a one, that's it. A mm. massive club, correct. <laughs> um, and whatever, whatever else we find in it in between all that sort of stuff. Uh, first of all, Mick, how are you doing? Happy birthday for whenever it was. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, have a lovely day. Nice and smiley and happy. And I'm older. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no less grumpy or miserable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still time yeah. for that. Uh, and Tom's back with us. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy to be back. So it should be fun. Hot man. And Danny's back with us. How are you doing, Danny? Nice to be back. Um, yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm all right. Thank you very much, guys. Um, I hope the Wi-Fi works this time. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and we're going to give first a shout-out, as we do, to Kimbo Sportswear, who are, who are helping you get your new kits for the new season. If you want to get ahead of yourselves and plan for 2023-24 season, as it will be, which sounds crazy, uh, go to kimbosports.co.uk. They can help you out with some kit wear, but it's 11 aside, 5 aside. Other stuff. They're also helping out with some merchandise. As Mick is currently modelling for us, um, we've got some New York Talk hats, which we'll be doing giveaways for them. Um, very, very good. However, if you've got a massive head like me, don't buy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll do some giveaways for things like that. So keep an eye on the socials because you might want one. If you want one, thrill. If you don't want one, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start tonight by doing the scout report essentially um, we had a thought about this we thought right we're going to get the, want to get a Birmingham view on things and we weren't sure to get on and we realised we knew a Birmingham fan <laughs> the regular who is a Birmingham fan um, so welcome please everybody John Morell how is it, how is it going John thanks for having me on guys 
Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you very much for being with us. We'll get this question out of the way. We discussed it earlier. Jillian Simpson says, will the game be on? From a Birmingham perspective, it sounds, well, it sounds like there should be no issues, really. Sadly, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if the undersoil heating the only part of the ground that's work in full working order. Oh, that's below the belt. Oh, um, um, I oh, well, I'll put it this way I hope so. We've probably not had to use it all season, to be fair. <laughs> True. Um, so this run you're on, John, I'm trying, I'm trying not to you know stick the knife in or anything like that, but the run you're on's pretty horrific. Um, just sum up the season so far, it's been topsy turvy from the outside. Uh, standard Birmingham season start off really well, get to around about. Well, we got to the World Cup this time, but usually it's Christmas time where we're all like, oh, we might be in the shape of the playoff race here. And then we come back after Christmas and lose the ability to play football and then just end up finishing 18th, as we do for every season that I can remember for the last decade. So pretty, pretty standard, really, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, you haven't changed manager this season, I think I'm right in saying, which is you want to be one of the few clubs Oh. He must be up there as one of the longest-serving championship managers. I was going to look that stat up, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, yeah, but I, I'm. if this run continues, I'm not sure that that will continue either, to be honest. But um, now, from the sounds of things, uh, Craig Gardner, of course, who's the technical director, um, I think Eustace was his choice. He makes the football decisions. So I don't see it changing. Um, I think... Possibly they probably missed the boat, not missed the boat, but, you know, if he was going to go, we had a worse run some games back and then we won two on the bounce. So I don't know. But um, I always thought Wigan and the game against you guys was kind of quite key for him, to be honest. Um, I kind of thought, yeah, we need to get four points from those two games. So we've got one so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully that's it. Um <laughs> Something, oh, there's been obviously the invest, EFL investigation again, just to cover it off. I suspect there's no points deduction incoming for that, is there? Um, not this season, I don't think. No, it it, it sounds like the investigation <coughs> or the charge that's been labelled against us is from the the last potential takeover, which was Paul Richardson and Maxi Lopez, um, mm. who, of course, that takeover fell flat and is no longer on the cards. But um, uh, the club have been keen to stress that none none of the sort of the current lot have been um, charged and none of the holding company, which is based on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, have been charged. So it's, it's kind of Lopez and Richardson, who apparently say that they've done nothing wrong. So, um, But you know what EFL hearings are like, six, seven months. Oh. Time pit. So it'll probably be next October, November by the time this come, uh, comes to light. If so. we're lucky. If we're lucky. <laughs> um, on the football, John, uh, Chile says, any players to watch out for? Um, I know you've got a few young loanees, which are, are pretty good. Um, players to watch out for. Um, Chong is probably one of the most obvious ones to say. Um Obviously, we, we purchased him. I think he was one of the, the few purchases we've done in recent years. Um, Craig Gardner did a brilliant deal there where we bought him for one plus million and don't pay a penny till this coming summer. Um, how we manage that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's obviously, from an attacking point of view, he's one to watch. He, uh, I would say he's probably not been at his best, shall we say, this season. He's, he's sort of, games have passed him by, but there are times where you, you do see his quality and you kind of go, wow, he's a, he's a player. Um, we've got Hannibal Mesbury on loan from Man United. Um, very combative midfielder, goes forward, 
uh, just runs all day. Um, the only problem with him, he's he's likely to score a couple of wonder goals as he is likely to go and kick somebody and get sent off. So it's <laughs> either or. Um, Janino Bakuna is another good one to watch out for. Sadly, he's actually mm. suspended. Um, so he's missing for the two games. But we do have uh, Kadra back from injury, um, who, of course, was our loan signing we brought in from Brighton in January. And um, he came in, I think he scored three and four or two and three or something like that, and then did his hamstring like everyone else in our squad at some point and, um, and then was missing. And then uh, against Wigan, he made his return on the bench. So um, I would say out of all of them, he might be the one to really watch out for. Hmm. Okay, um, I have to ask you about Tyler Blackett as well. It, it was a long, it was nearly ten years ago he played for you guys. To be fair, mm-hmm. 2014. Um, I I understand it didn't it didn't go great for those eight games he played. I'll try and keep this polite. Um, <laughs> we used to have a defender called Jonathan Grounds who I couldn't stand. He was solid, but just wound me up, and he was terrible. <laughs> Tyler Blackett is the worst defender I have ever seen play football ever <laughs> on a pitch at St Andrews. Full stop. <laughs> oh. Okay. And I will say I've seen him play for other clubs when he comes to St Andrews. He didn't get any better. <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Just Just well. But he might do well. Yeah. He might do well. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um your season is you're below us in the table, which which is unbelievable. Teams to be below yeah. us is un- unbelievable to us, to be honest. Um, how safe do you feel? Because the gap is obviously it's still good, still a good gap to the bottom three. To be fair, um, it is quite funny because you listen to a lot of other channels and a lot of post uh, podcasts and all that, and a lot of people kind of say, "Oh, Birmingham, bad run," but yeah, they got enough. They got enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did get a result. As Birmingham fans, we've been saying we're going down pretty much all season. Um, I think if you had asked any Birmingham fan at the start of the season, we're finishing bottom. Um, but to be fair, I don't know. I I don't feel safe, not at all. I still think you need to get to 40, 47, I would say, before I feel really safe, or should I say, you know, as safe as you can be. Um, so, yeah, we still need some results and quickly. Um, but we don't do things easy. We'll probably end up letting it go till Easter time and then have to pull out some results as we always do. That's just our thing. Um, but I, I would love to sort of just get some wins under the under the belt and get to sort of end of March, early April and just sort of look below and go, oh, it's tasty down there. Not involved, thank you. <laughs> That's what we dream of. We've been dreaming about that for feels like 20 years. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Um, to give, to give us your prediction then, John. What do you reckon? Uh, home game, our away record's terrible. Let me remind you of that. Well, uh, you haven't won at St Andrews, is it, since 1903? I don't know if that stat was correct or not. I was going to ask Mick how the game went, to be perfectly honest. But... <laughs> Listen, um, mate, pasted your ass going three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, with us at the moment, I honestly don't know. I mean, um, we went to Wigan and I kind of feared the worst. And then we scored a wonder free kick in the first four minutes and then proceeded to sit back behind the ball, um, not low block, 
don't want to offend Dean Saunders. Um, <laughs> and then just sort of sat there and just thought, oh, we can contain Wigan when you just thought, well, we're on a terrible run of form. We can't keep clean sheets. Why, why are we sitting back? Then they equalised early second half. And then we went to play football again and went, oh, we're the better side. And then we got to about 80 minutes and went, oh, we settled for a draw. And it was a bit confusing. Um, I would love to say a win. And I would probably, I, I would probably say 2-1 is my honesty. But... If I was putting a bet on, I would probably say it's going to end 1-1, one, one, if I'm being honest. Yeah, very close. I don't think it's going to be a classic, to be honest. No, it's not going to be a one for the football purists, shall we say. <laughs> Definitely not. No. It's, it's one where the trip down is better than the game itself. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you outside, Danny? Hey, I'm going on a coach. I'll be all right, mate. I can't currently see if it's snowing. It probably is. Yeah, um <laughs> Boys, is there anything else you want to ask John before we let him uh, let him enjoy the rest of his Thursday evening? Um, no, my, it's, my it's, question it's strikingly is... similar. Our our club's progress through this season uh, in terms of playing well, getting a few decent results, and then going turning into absolute dog muck for a period of time, getting a load of injuries, and and then sitting in eighteenth place, which is we're we're obviously occupying your place at the moment. <laughs> yeah, get out. Um, it, it's interesting you say about injuries because I was talking to somebody, a fan from another club, the other the other week on Twitter, and they were saying, "Oh, we're the only club that's suffering from all these." Everyone seems to be this season mm. suffering from injuries, and I swear it's got to be the the schedule, the World Cup. Mm, well, um, it has to be because there's so many muscle injuries from all clubs. I mean, we're suffering calf injuries, thigh injuries hamstring injuries it's just mm. ridiculous this season mm. yeah and then again we're, we're, we're exactly the same you know two or three central defenders out with hamstring injuries and one with a calf injury it's like you know we, we buy one they get injured buy another one get, they get injured it's like god um anyway yeah 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 it's uh, uh, it's gonna be interesting saturday <laughs> danny did you have something i talked to ask <laughs> yeah um how crucial do you think the first goal is on saturday um, well, considering your record, very crucial. However, I think we're one of the best sides in the division for scoring in the first 15 minutes. So if you get to 20 minutes and it's nil-nil, you're home dry. But no, all, all jokes aside, I think I did see a stat on Sky that we are we score the most goals in the entire division in the first 15 minutes. And we are, I think, top three or joint top goal scorers when it comes to set pieces this season. So... That's interesting. I mean, we're on a we're on a decent run of uh, of one game where we've come from behind as well. So <laughs> we've come from behind in every single one of our last one away games. Yeah. Who was it no, against? Uh, Reading. Ah. Huh? Huh? I can say I thought it was Swansea because we came back from behind against Swansea because we were losing two one, yeah. and I think yeah. they said that's the first game in sort of since for two years we'd actually come from behind to win in the championship. So mm -hmm. maybe it's Swansea. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> that that's constricted your head, Mick. If I'm being honest, yeah, it has. It has. It's my it was my birthday earlier on it week, mate. I'm a year older. I'm a year more forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we're all in trouble. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, John. Thank you very much. Good luck for the rest of the season. Not Saturday, obviously, as 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 we always say. Uh, but I really appreciate you just speaking to us, Tom. Thank you very much. No problems. And wish you yeah. all the best for the season. For, for once, I do actually want to see you guys stay up. So you know, <laughs> yeah, you get that a lot this season. I think people have started feeling sorry for us with the relegations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, but yeah. <laughs>
Oh man. Cheers, John. Have a good one. Yeah, John as well. Thank you for your support for the podcast as well over uh, mm. the last few mm. seasons. Even when yeah. we've not been at the same divisions, it's uh, means a lot to us. Thank you. Good football people. Always love them. Thank you very much, John, for doing that. Um, yeah, should be good. I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be yeah, dreadful. Again. But um, he's going to be absolutely Baltic. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. Um, might the mill just recap any doubts of the game going ahead? Very, very unlikely there'll be any issues. They do have under soil heating. Um, I was speaking to another Birmingham fan yesterday for, for somebody else's podcast. There's, they've never really had any issues from, from their memory in terms of games being postponed for frozen pitches or anything like that. So I don't foresee any issues, but <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> yeah. um, right, let's now skip back. Let's go back and let's talk about, as Powerman says, Chio. Mm. Um, so the, the story broke, really broke on Monday, to be honest. But then Paul Davis' email went out about there being a break in the Chio story. We all put two and two together, to be honest with you, that yeah. there would be something afoot. Um, and it appears that, well, well, the story is that Paul Davis has put out, is that all the talks have been reopened, Danny. Now, that's interesting because two weeks ago, whatever it was, Matt Taylor said he thought that Chio's future lie elsewhere. Um, that says to me that there has been a change on the Chio side. We're not, we were never going to say no. So if there's been a change, it's been on Chio's side. So it seems like he may be warming to the idea of staying, maybe because we're in a good position to stay up. That, that, that might have helped. Yeah, potentially. And I mean, Chio's in fairly good form at the minute. I mean, some people might, might say subjectively it couldn't be better. Um, but he has come on quite a bit form-wise and even said after the uh, the Swansea game that, you know, he's, he's human, he does get affected by these transfer rumours and such. And maybe that's what has changed, changed his mind, you know. His potential suitors aren't as plentiful, shall we say. Mm. Um, or he looks at some... Some clubs, like there was a lot of interest from Swansea. I'm still a bit 50-50 if it was legit or not. Um, but, you know, he's looked at the way they play football. He's like, I want to suit this system. He might be on the bench more than he, th- uh, than he was hoping for. Whereas we all, he looks at it as a certified starter um, in yeah. at least eight out of ten games. And he can play how he wants to play, which is that striker role. But we've squeezed him in on the right side as well and so it just works so you know why wouldn't you and I mean I, I have heard all sorts of rumours coming out of this that it was the chairman who pushed for Chio to stay that it was actually Matt Taylor who pushed the chairman to want him to stay to the point where even Chio went to Tony Stewart and said I want to stay and I want to sign a contract I've heard absolutely all sorts with Chio um, but yeah, I think he's good news, and the and the fact that there's been a break in it, and Paul Davis got quite giddy about it in his email <laughs> when he sent it out to everybody. It's like, mm, this is big, and <clears throat> yeah, it is. I mean, when's the last time we were able to keep hold of a player coming towards the end of his contracts? You know, without mm-hmm. them moving on somewhere else. And by the sounds of it, Chio does want to stay. By the sounds of it, his agent wants him to stay as well. Mm-hmm. So it's potentially kicking up, uh, ticking all boxes. The one thing I'm worried about is could it be another Smith and Icky situation where we're all left heartbroken at the end of it? Mm. I don't know. 
Yeah. No, possibly. Um, Nicholas Skidmore says the fact is happy and comfortable. Yeah. Um, the cynic in me, Tom, says that this could very well be a bargaining tactic. Mm. If if maybe the offers out there aren't what they want them to be or his agent wants them to be, if he then you know gets the club to offer him, let's pick a random number. Let's say 15 grand a week. I don't think it'll be that high. But let's say he's, he manages to come to, come to with paying 15k a week. Yeah. Well, he can now go back to Swansea and say, well, if you're not going to pay me this kind of money, I'm just going to stick at Rotherham or Millwall or wherever the chance yeah. may be. That's just the cynic in me and maybe the hangover of Michael Smith and, and, and Icky last season because yeah. it, it feels it feels pretty similar. The noises we're getting are very similar to the, to the Smith and Icky situation later on, obviously, last season, but it's yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, nah, there, yeah, but you've also got to think you know, there's a lot of factors that have gone into this. Clearly, he's seen the progression of the club and seen that, you know what, maybe they will stay in the championship. Maybe this is where I can actually get a foothold in it. And then if so, that's good for us. If he actually wants to stay and think, maybe this will propel me a bit further. Um, maybe he's thinking currently that the suitors that are out for him, the likes of Swansea. I mean, if Millwall came in for him, then that'd be, a, you know, they're, they're a top side. So that'd be a good move. But maybe he's thinking I could maybe kick on a bit here, be the main man here for another season. Mm. That way everything goes up again, which is always, you know, a worry about some players. But it you're always going to bring go back to the Smith-Icky situation. But Chio seems like a reasonable, reasonably good guy. And I think if it's anything to do with money and bargaining, then it's going to be his agent. And I think agents are absolute, you know, they, they can be whatever. They can be some of the worst people in the world. They can be, you know, okay mm. people. But if if it's a case of he signs and then we sell him in the summer, then fair enough. I think I think everyone was not happy to lose him, but content with losing him. So if that mm. still happens, I think many people can't have that big regrets. It's just it's the hope that kills you in it. <laughs> so yeah, you know that's exactly the phrase I was just thinking. Then just it's, yeah. it is the hope that kills you. Um, John Morell says, just hope he doesn't sign a new deal with a two hundred thousand pound release clause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam Hansen would be a right result if he stays. Chris Nichols thinks he walks. Uh, Jelen Simpson rightly points out that we don't believe it till it's done, then we can't be disappointed. Yeah, uh, she also rightly points out Smith and Icky never said to a journal he wanted to stay. Yeah, we never, I don't think we had Paul Davis last, last year reporting that <coughs> there was a break in the deal from memory. Could be wrong on that one. Um, where do you sit on this one, Mick? Because for me, his value is higher than what we can offer him, and if I don't really understand why other clubs are not offering him silly money. To be honest with you, silly money, because he is a very good player. Because well, they won't be offering it him because they, they can. He's not in a great position at the end of the season if he's without a club, is he? Mm. So they, they, they're in a position then when they can um, when they can perhaps sweeten the deal for the club themselves rather than the player. Um, I mean. In reality, if he signs a new deal with it, first first things first, Chio, Chio Benny is not going to spend the rest of his career at Rodham United. That's not going to happen. He is going to leave. Um, it's a it's it's better for the player and better for the club if he leaves the club whilst he's in contract and in a decent length contract as well, because that means it's going to be for more money. Uh, so it benefits the club and the player. So from from that point of view. It's it, it, it's you know it, it it's it's a good move for him to to sign a new deal even if he does leave, walk away in the summer uh, he may well do you know if a decent offer comes in so I, I'm I, I hope he signs I, I really do and, and even if he does go in the summer 
Um, it'd be great to get him on a on a, on a couple of year contract uh, because he's going to make some money for this football club. Mm. So long as we, as are quite a number of other players that we've got on contract, Victor for Victor obviously is a, is another obvious um, candidate for that. Um, football's football, and it you know players move on. That's that's just how it is. It's very rare a player stays so uh, for any, any period of time. So yeah, get him on a contract, get him signed up. Um, and if we can't afford to pay him, then we can sell him. But we can sell him for a decent whack, you know. Yeah. Almost an investment in it, you know. If you offer him, I don't know, fifteen grand a week, as you just pointed out there, you're not necessarily committed to paying him fifteen grand a week for three years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you might only pay him for six months, and then he's he's gone gone for five, six million or whatever. It's an investment, or yeah. So. Don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, it, but it is good news. It's good news that negotiations are ongoing, as opposed to just letting his contract run down and and, and saying bye bye in the summer. So um, it's it's very positive for me. Yeah. Um, Sean Martin says hopes Chio stays, but if he goes, we get Foster in a permanent. He'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shelley says he seems quite a genuine guy, honest and honest. So he believes he will stay. However, part of him thinks can't help but think we're a last resort at the minute, which is possible. Look, how many how many times are Rotherham United fo- football players or football managers first choice? That's, yeah, that's exactly. not really the club we are. Um, certainly, not at the Championship anyway. Um, I, I also wonder, Danny, if the January transfer window has maybe wet his appetite a little bit. He's seen Jordan Hugel come in, who was a proper Championship striker. Chio will maybe look like he can somebody he can work with, somebody he can, he can you know build up a relationship. We've had Fosso on loan, who you never know. I don't think he will stay, but you never know. You know, if we stay up next season, you're going to want to attract the same type of player. So I wonder if he's sort of like, right, well, these these guys are you know they maybe might be going somewhere here. I might I might want to ride journey. Oh yeah, <coughs> I mean, just look how Fosso, Chio, and excuse me, and Hugo linked up for the first goal against QPR. You know, if, if we could have that sort of, excuse me, that sort of, you know, just partnership on the football pitch, really. I mean, that's legit how you get behind someone's back line, that exact manoeuvre that they pulled off. And yeah, like you say, maybe Chio seen Hugo come in, that big centre man in the box that can attack the high ball and the low ball. Um, and Chio's gone, hmm, actually, I can turn provider, but also cut in and get his own shot at goal. So, I, I yeah. I, I agree. Maybe the, the incomings in the transfer window have, have really sold it for Chio. Like, actually, my place could be here. Hmm. You know, if this is what Matt Taylor's building and Chio's buying into it, why would you want, why would you want to go elsewhere? Hmm. Yeah. And there's also, he wants to play for Ireland. If, if, he, if he goes to somewhere else and he's not playing first-team football, hmm. he could drop out of the Ireland squad. He's not, he's not, he's, he needs to be playing the minutes as well. Um which things important. Just one word answers will go around. Tom, one word answer will Chio be here next season? Yeah. Mick? Yeah. Danny? Yeah. Full house. Yes. Four yeses. <laughs> Chio, that's it. You've decided. We need a golden buzzer now, don't we? Do we need a golden buzzer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Matt Jerry Leanne makes, a, makes a, 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 a good point here as well. Uh, were you going to come to this? If you were, I apologise. Uh, that Victor and Ollie, um were the first choice for them as well, you know. So he's it, it, kind of setting off, hopefully, a bit of a domino effect that uh, that Victor signing. That, that players who, who have been here for a couple of years are thinking, "Hang on a minute, 
<laughs> this might be worth a might be worth another year. Let's have a look. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if he signs a contract this year, if worst comes to worst, and we get relegated next year, he can move on then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, contracts aren't what they used to be. Three year contracts, not really a three year contract, is it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Shall I see? Shout out to Connor Washington too for making the Northern Ireland squad. Yeah, Connor Washington and Shane Ferguson are back in the. uh, Well, Ferguson is still in the squad. I don't think he ever ever dropped. Connor Washington. Back in for the first time. I don't think he played at all last year for Northern Ireland. Um, so that's great news for both of them and for the club as well. I think there's some financial reward for the club in some sort of compensation when your players get a call up as well. So happy, happy days. Uh, as long as they don't get injured. Um, <laughs> you know. And, uh, I, no, go on. Go on, carry on. I'll... I, I was going to say there's probably, there's probably some more calls to come. We expect Chio to get a call up because why wouldn't he? Um, who knows? Victor might get a call up, but who knows? Chance. Uh, I, I, I just look back to those cold, rainy, wet nights sitting at Millmore in an uncovered stand, getting soaked with two and a half thousand other people, and then I look at us now talking about our players having international call-ups. Multiple. And I find it remarkable. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it's, a, it's 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 it doesn't sound it, but to me, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. massive. Um, yeah. go, go back. I remember Alan Lee getting called up for the Ireland squad, yeah. and to get one of our one of our players called up. I know and aren't a home nation, but one of the you know the, one of the close nations was a really really big deal. Mm, massive, um, and then there were a massive gap. I can't move. I think Arnie went next one, but anyway. Yeah, uh, Dean Kittler says it's good, isn't it, Mick? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It's uh, it's fantastic. Look, sometimes it's good to remember that. Isn't it? It's good to yeah. look where you come from. Not all the time, but it is good sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Terry Fember with a snow pun. Snow time to get jittery. Big fan. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Terry. <laughs> um, Chris Nichol gets a bit of hate from everybody else listening and watching. Yeah. The <laughs> a bit warmer from Perth in Oz. Cheers, Chris. There's all people right now. Oh, yeah, lucky, sad. <laughs> um, so. Phil asks, any thoughts on the million pound loss for last <laughs> season? Do we think this is even more um, from Tony, more, even more this season, sorry, as Tony as Stewart has with like the purse strings? I, I haven't seen the full details. So I don't know if any of you guys have seen it or any thoughts on it. Mick, I always come to you for this kind of thing. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how much it was. I think it's about 1.2, 1.4 million, something like that, uh, that we lost last season. Um, it's interesting. It, 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 it's difficult to tell in it from. I mean, I'm obviously not an accountant, uh, as, as you're aware. Uh, but when you compare it to to other clubs in the championship, it's it's just it's just a drop in the ocean. I think yeah. I think the 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 stat is that over the last ten years, as a club, we've lost five point six million pounds, mm. um, which is a huge amount of money, a huge mm. amount of money. But put that in context that I think it was Reading that we've been losing that a week over a period, you know what I mean? It, it, it kind of puts that into context. Um, QPR, another one, I think, was something like £330 million they've lost over a 10-year period, you know? And then these are the teams we're mixing it with. Um, we're, above, we're above QPR. Well, we're, once Reading's point is, we'll be, we'll be above both of them. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's another one of those indications that Tony Stewart's running a sustainable football club 
I, I, it's, it's a bit of a bizarre thing to say when you're reporting a one point whatever it is million pound loss, but in, in when you put it in context, yeah, um, it's 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 very very good. Um, whether that will come this season or not, I don't know. Obviously, we're going to have bigger crowd. We're going to have have had bigger crowds, more TV income, um, and and I don't know in terms of wages um, where that where that's going to sit. I think I read that the wage wages to income last season for for Rotherham United were sixty seven percent. So sixty seven percent of income went on wages as as opposed to two hundred odd percent of some clubs. Reading being one of them over over a number of seasons, um, so I mean it's good news. It's good news in the context of football. Um, if it were my business, I might be worried a little bit when we've lost one point out of a million. But in, in football terms, it's it's excellent. I, I would say. Yeah, apparently, don't forget that I noticed a joke. But don't forget that trying advertising balls that'll be income. The Euros yeah. last season will have had an income from hosting the Euros last season. Yeah. Um, I suspect these figures are Jensen, so we still these figures will still be partially covered by the COVID by COVID as well. Mm. I would suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no football club's figures right now are where you'd expect them to be. Um mm. maybe next I, year. You gotta bear in mind it's a complex calculation as well. So you've got depreciation of players and stuff that uh, of player value. So if you've got, I don't know, six or seven players at the end of their contract, that could mm. contribute to it being a loss because you they know, yeah. you know, the assets not worth. Oh, it dies, so it's just too much for me to yeah. manage. But it does make a contribution to it. So, there yeah. you go. No, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's move on because yeah, we should uh, point out. Uh, Chris Nichols says Sean Gota playing for them. You yeah. excited him, which is fair. <laughs> and somebody mentioned about having some Welsh internationals. Yeah, I think Alan Neil played once. Carl Robinson didn't take Carl Robinson played as long as for Wales, I think. Might have done. I can't remember if he was with us at the time, but anyway. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, yeah, right. So let's move on. Uh, fight ball, before we do, Nicholas Skidmore, don't forget the Dan money, the bar last yeah. money. And previous management. They paid and the previous management money. money as well. Yeah, for the money mm-hmm. they went, which could be close to a million. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right, moving on. We've made a sign-in. Uh, I mean, it's only because we haven't got any fit centre halves, but we've made a signing. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Blackett, who got a real apparently review. <laughs> yeah, apparently, it's not very good, according to John. Um, Andrew Fair is not the only fat football fan you look on social media, he's not the only football fan that says that. But then you look at some of the reviews we got of Jordan Hugel from, I think, just think West Brom fans, the worst striker they've ever seen. He's doing all right so far. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's. 
he's older. He's been in America for a year. Tried to get a bit of information from some American friends, but that didn't work out very well. Um, oh, look, you did crap as well. You are? I suppose the, the, the bottom line is, Danny, he, he wouldn't be here if we didn't need him. If, if Grant Hall weren't injured, if Bailey Wright weren't injured, we wouldn't have signed him. No. But he's got the pedigree. He has got 100-plus appearances in the championship. I don't know. It feels like a decent stopgap at worst. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> we've only signed him until end of the season, so I do think it is exactly that, but I do think um, Blackett knows that's his job as well, that he knows he's here to plug an hole and he intends to plug it as well as he can. Um, But yeah, I mean, we tried to sign him in uh, January and it didn't work out for one way or another because of, he says, some family stuff to do with him coming back over from America, which, all right, fair enough. Um, So that led to us going after Bailey Wright because um, obviously with the Sean Morrison and then etc etc. Um, whereas now, because Bailey Wright's injured, funnily enough, um, we've gone back in for Blackett and he still seems up for it. It's just that we, I think, went in for him too early and then went elsewhere and then he had the offers from Wigan, which because they changed managers, that fell through. So you could say we're lucky in a sense that he's come back round and come to us, but in the same sense, it's like, you know, you know, we know you're here to fill up numbers, but he still intends to do it as well as he can because no player really wants a relegation on the CV when they sign as a free agent in March. Hmm. But yeah, you're right. It comes with that pedigree. I think it's over 100 appearances for is it Reading? Reading, yeah. yeah, yeah, for Reading, and he's played for um, what's he played for Birmingham as well, like John mentioned earlier, and. Gave us a bit to stick for, and yeah, I think Forrest as well, and then <clears throat> he's dabbled in America as well. So he's, and I think he's been in Scotland as well. I Celtic did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was there, but it's weird because he knows players from, like he knows Ollie from just slightly overlapping at Man United. He knows at Lindsay for overlapping at Celtic, and he knows Wes for slightly overlapping at Birmingham. So mm. at least he's got mates here, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and people he knows, but. I don't know, just see how he gets on. You know, if he does all right, and, of course, sending Bailey Wright back to Sunderland and the uncertain future of Richard Woods, you never know. You know, he might earn another contract for us, but I think it is smart. It's only until the end of this season. So it's a pain, uh, play for us now, see how you get on. I think we'll go back in with Sean Morrison with that <coughs> logic as well. But, yeah, I, I hope he does all right with us. I'm a little bit iffy about him being number 42, though. Not happy about that. Because Unless there's a special reason for that, I'm not happy about it. But yeah, 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 yeah it's all right. Yeah. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, sorry, what, sorry, what's 42 though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, just... Yeah, I think he's the first well, ever Rotherham player to wear number 42 as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. I like it. Well, I don't like it. You can, you can put that one on your pub quiz, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he played almost a full season. He was almost ever present for Cincinnati. They have, they have 34 regular season games. Uh, somehow, um, and he played in 31 of them. Uh, they got to the semi-finals, the conference semi-finals, which am I right in saying that's essentially the quarter-finals, Mick, a conference? Took, it's like yeah, NFL, isn't it? Works, to be honest. If it, so in, in NFL, if a conference semi-final, would that essentially be a quarter-final? Yeah. Right, so he yes. got to the quarter-finals of, of the playoffs, essentially. Mm. Um, but that's a lot of games, Tom. It's difficult to know the level of MLS, to be honest with you. But yeah. It, it, it's still not 
Sunday League level. It's still an okay level. They've got some good players over there. It's, it's better than it was. Oh um, yeah, you you can assume that it's championship ish level, can't you? Really? Yeah. I guess it's it's definitely not better than us league wise. Yeah. I don't think. Um, well, we played thirty one games. They clearly rated him over there. The the, the management team, the player, and the yeah. staff. He clearly, he clearly did a decent job, didn't he? Yeah, and I don't. He, well, he played. 15 games for United or something as well, Man- Manchester United. So mm-hmm. they clearly rated him for a time and then sent him out on loan and it didn't work and then what have you. And and then he's at Reading for 100 games. It's it's not the sort of... Um, obviously, I know John said that he was awful at Birmingham, but it's not the pedigree of a player that is woeful. It's a, it's a player who didn't quite work out at the very top, mm-hmm. dropped down a division, did was solid for however long for three four years 100 games tried to go back up with Forrest be a bit better didn't really work out for him made his move to MLS and you know whatever happened there it's it's not it's not the pedigree of a player that's gone to a club failed gone to a club failed mm. he's had this hype about him and whatnot because he's this United youngster um he just seems like a very um standard you know decent player and yeah I've got I've, I've got a lot of friends that are United fans and they've all said the same about him being um Ball, ball playing, um, quite not as ag- what would you consider aggressive as Morrison or Hall or Wright, as in dominant, I guess, but a bit more classy. Um, but has a mistake in him, and um, that that's the one thing that worries me is that they all said without even being provoked that he has a mistake in him, uh, and a big one at that. So, whether or not that shows through, I hope it doesn't, but if he's just solid. A bit, a bit more experience, kind of Humphreys level, then you'd you'd absolutely take it. Um, it might do us a bit poorly when we're playing in games that, you know, we've got and you know, the likes of Andy Carroll against us because oh, we we couldn't deal with him and we had you know two solid centre backs in that couldn't deal with him. Uh, it's you know um, maybe games where it's a bit more physical we might struggle at the back, but I think in terms of how he wants to play, it fits Taylor's system a, a, quite well. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. able to be on the ball and spray it and pass it and be comfortable with it uh kind of kind of suits him suits him best um so yeah hope, hopefully we get the best out of him hopefully he's been written off by the likes of Birmingham fans and he comes in and has an absolute blinder because that that do us a world of good and him a world of good so uh I hope that's that's the that's that's what we get yeah uh, I think John's put comments a minute ago that he's gonna score the winner on Saturday yeah uh, it would be. Works. yeah it would be it's gonna happen um, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it does cause a slight problem with Cam Humphrey playing left side of centre half. Tyler Blackett's very left footed, from what I understand. So, Tyler, if he plays centre half, he's going to play on the left side of centre half. So, Cam Humphrey's just going to have to move, um, which is, I suspect it'll be fine because I think he's actually right footed anyway. Mm. But it's just a bit of a muck around that you don't really want. Yeah, it is. It is, but. Cam Humphries can play anywhere, can't he, in that back four, I would argue. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. He may, he, he, the manager said he will play a part at some, during the next three games on the, on the run-up to this international break. So we'll just have to see what part of that is. But by using that term, it, it suggests to me that he's probably not going to start on Saturday. Um, and you would expect that, that to be the case, bearing in mind that you know he's four, four, four months out since the MLS season finished. November, so yeah. Um, back in the November, weren't it? So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But it, I, I get, I get, 
you know, talking about players saying that they're the worst players that ever ever played for our club. And we've we've talked about we've talked about players in the past. I certainly have, you know, who, who have just been woeful for us, and yet go somewhere else and 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 play all right. You don't get to the level that this lad's been at without having some ability, without yeah. having a lot of ability. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's whether or not. He, he he's happy where he is. I guess that's that's a massive part of it, isn't it? Um, and you're absolutely right to play 31 games out of a 34, 35 game season um, for any top level club, and, and the MLS is a top level in that in that country. And it's not a bad level. It's not Premier League level by any stretch. But I think uh, I think Tom Tom is right. It's probably Championship level. Um, you know, he's 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 he's, he's more than. More than accomplished enough to, to 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 slot into this into this division and uh, and do as a job. So I have no issues with it. I mean, it's there's a few comments about in, the, in in there about Woody and one way that leaves Woody, but I, I don't think I don't think that um, he, he's here to he's here to take his place, is he? Let's be fair. Um, and the manager well, again has made that clear. We'll come on to that. Um, John Rails says, all jokes aside, he's a left back or left wing back. He never thought he'd play centre back in a million years. He could never deal with physical aspects of the game. Well, that could mean Yelder moving into the center, central position, yeah. um, which is actually I suspect with how he hadn't planned for. But mm. he's got he's he's, got, he's certainly got the physical attributes to do that. Isn't he? You know, he's he's got a bit about him to do that. Mm. Um, Mick, you mentioned it. I think we feel like we talk about Richard Wood every every other day, every, every other podcast, but. I understand why fans ask. I see people get upset that you know Paul mm. Davis and the and the British will ask the question. Well, I I understand why the question has been asked because fans are asking the questions on social mm. media. So let's just yeah. spend two minutes on it. Mike the Miller says, "Has Woody left the club?" Sam Henson says, "Feel for Woody." Um, Russ Vernon says, "As per Paul Davis' tweet, Woody is still part of Matt Taylor's plans." Now I wouldn't expect Matt Taylor to say anything different to that. I wouldn't expect Matt it, even if Matt Taylor had. Privately said to Richard Wood, you're not part of my plan, you're not going to play again. I wouldn't expect Matt Taylor to come out in public and say that, especially not about Richard Wood at the further level of you know player he is, has been for us in the past. Um, Danny, it's, it's I don't know what I'm saying. We're bringing in new players at the expense of playing Richard Wood, but Richard Wood doesn't play a back four. That's, that's, that's the problem at his age and his sort of level he is at the minute. I think it could be a problem playing Woody in a back four, real problem playing Woody in a back four. So that's that's why he's brought him in. That's why he's brought Talak in. But at the same time, I do feel sorry for Woody. Oh, yeah, I do as well. I mean, <clears throat> some, someone who was like borderline on a testimonial with us to not have played a game since January. I mean, you do feel for him. But at the same time, Taylor's come in and I think his ideology is, you know, performance on the pitch comes first. And like you said, Woody is very much suited to a back three system, which is why he played so much under the previous previous manager and why he played a little bit <clears throat> under Taylor whilst we were still playing three at the back. But now that Taylor's made the switch to two, it just doesn't suit Woody. And that's and that's why he's not getting in the squad, which is a shame. Um, but because of that reason, I don't think Woody will play again unless we are certified safe by the Middlesbrough game. If we're certified safe by then, I think Woody will come on. And he'll probably come on against Wigan as well. But at the minute, it's still a little bit squeaky bum time to get us to the survival place. 
And unfortunately, you need to put the man in that's going to do the job the most effective, which unfortunately isn't Woody because he doesn't suit a back three. Uh, back, a back two, sorry. Mm. He suits a back three. So whether he comes in when the game's like, hey, we're safe, it don't matter, then fair enough. But when points are so important right now, unfortunately, Woody needs to be that captain in at the training ground rather than the captain in the dressing room or on the pitch. And I'm sure Woody can do that job. <clears throat> it's just that we've got the leader on the pitch, leader in the dressing room, if Woody's not in the match day 18. And then Woody's still the captain at the training ground, keeping the lads ticking over. Sometimes that's more important than being the captain on the pitch. If they've gone through a bad loss, for example, Reading, for example, yeah. Woody's job becomes more effective because he's that leader at the training ground, effectively going, come on, lads, go again. Mm. And we we still need that role. It's just that Woody just doesn't suit the system Taylor's in playing at the minute, which is an awful shame. And I really hope Woody does get to the point where he can have a testimonial because he deserves one. But it's like, just his, his cue, if you like, just doesn't fit in Matt Taylor's circular role. That's all it is at the minute. I don't think it's anything against Woody. I think it's just Taylor played his cards correctly and Woody's not in his hand. That, that's all it is to me anyway. Yeah, the good thing is you do the, the social media stuff. The part he's still training like a pro, as you'd expect Woody to, mm. um, which I think is great. Tom, just your thoughts on it? It's it's probably the end of end of an era, isn't it? When it, at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think anyone really has many complaints. If there was no loyalty behind him, then you probably wouldn't complain. If it was someone performing poorly or just just an older. Um, player, you wouldn't really complain if newer, um, younger players came in. So I don't see why the difference is with Woody, other than he's the captain, and that's fair. That's fair, but he still writes a column every week for the advertiser. He still seems content with um, how things are. He doesn't seem annoyed at Taylor or um, or frustrated. He just seems upset. Oh, well, obviously, he's going to be frustrated, but he, he doesn't seem upset or. Um, anything like that. He doesn't seem toxic or anything. So just let it keep happening. He's there if we need him. But like Danny was saying, he does not suit a two at all. He's he's not quick enough over the ground. We don't have quick defenders, but he's not. He's he's got two one too many mistakes in him now, and it's it's a shame. But if if a three ever is ever needed again, he can slot in there. Um, and like some people in the comments have been saying, stick him on for the last. 10 minutes of the Wigan game, like Danny said, if we're safe and, and, and let that be his final hurrah and, you know, shake hands and be done because he, he's a, he's a fantastic player, pro individual, um, who's done a lot for this club, but, um, sometimes it has to end at some point. So this season looks like it's, it's probably it. Um, and that could be due to the change in management as well. Warn the, the previous uh, pound. <laughs> <laughs> I got carried away there. The previous, <laughs> well, the previous manager clearly had a uh, soft spot for him, and uh, Taylor doesn't have said soft spot. So mm. um, that and it's fair enough. That's no, that's no criticism of Taylor's. But um, yeah, um, I'm just going to stop talking because I need to pay that pound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like if we're, if we're safe, we should have like a Richard Wood day at the end of the season. You know, like no at Wigan, yeah. we should all be dressed to summer as Richard Wood. Or something. No, if we're already safe, 
Um, I don't know how I don't know how you would dress as Richard Wood to be honest with you, but I think that's what something that should happen. Uh, if we're safe, if if we're all nervous, then it might not be the time or place. But if we're safe, we should, we should all wear like wizard hats or something because the magic yeah. hats. Got yeah. it. You've nailed it. Yeah, I like it. Or if somebody can get us a good deal on you know six thousand Richard Wood masks, then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I really hope the club do something. Whether it's a testament, which I think is unlikely, but something, at least something like that, I think it'd be great for Woody. Make any final mentions? Yeah, I mean, Richard Wood's a consummate professional, isn't he? Um, and he will understand, he will have been having conversations with uh, Matt Taylor and he will understand what the position is. Um, he's, still, he's still attending games, he's still coming to matches. He's still in and around the team at training. He is a captain, he's a leader. Um, and, and he will continue to be that, I'm absolutely sure. He doesn't strike me as the type of bloke who's going to take his bat and ball on just because he's not playing. Um, that That's not that's not the man that he is. Um, he'll, he'll continue to do his job. And if he's called upon to do it on the pitch, he'll, he'll do it there as well. Um, he's, he's an absolute superstar for me. Um, not only as 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 he has been as a player, but also just as a man. You know, he, he just he's just he's a top top bloke. Um, it is sad that he's not playing, but we have to move on. And he and I think he will probably understand that that the team is moving on. Um, and and he, and despite what Matt Taylor has said, he probably doesn't form part of his plans going forward because Matt Taylor's already, I would imagine, thinking about next season and where we're going to go. Uh, or he's certainly got one eye on that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. I mean, what, what qualification do you need to have to get a testimonial? What is it? What, Ten what, years what? normally. And what do you get for that? A match against somebody else? What normally happens is you get a match against somebody and you'll get the, re- you'll get the gate receipts. Right. Historically. Yeah. Well, there you go. Can I just the only issue? You know, sorry, uh, Tom. Like, uh, the only issue with that is it's likely to begin that show from down road, isn't it? Yeah, it would be a sellout though. Yeah. <laughs> Smithy and Nicky coming back to New York for the first time <laughs> <on> a testimonial. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> anyway, so, go on, Tom. no. Um, I'm, I was just saying I have to donate two pounds. So if anyone wants to say anything, it's on me. Honestly. <laughs> um, I was gonna. Someone said in the comments as well about um, imagine if Chio does all this and then uh, waits for uh, Wednesday to get promoted and then um, buggers off to them like Smith and yeah. Nicky did. That'd be the the worst thing to possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Would be pretty horrific, to be honest with you. Yeah. It would be, yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Ilson says everybody wear top hats and woody masks. There we go. It's, it's decided. If we're safe, we'll, we'll go. We're all going. I want to see four thousand Richard Woods at Wigan the last day of the season. <laughs> Um, right, moving on for um, the game. We started the first 10 minutes about the Birmingham game. Let's finish on the Birmingham game. Uh, we've talked about Tyler Blackett, Danny. Do you think he will come straight into the, to the starting 11? Bernard Bailey Knight is probably out. Um, <clears throat> well, from how he started in his interview, there is a possibility of him coming straight in. <clears throat> I think it um, just all depends on his, his, effectively his match fitness and if he's. He is ready to go. Um, I mean, I mean, we might even see Woody on the bench. You know, if if Black isn't a hundred percent match fit, we might see Woody on the bench to be called upon just in case. Because, like John said earlier, they do like to score in the opening fifteen. But if we need to show up towards the end, then we can bring Woody on. 
Matt Taylor doesn't know how to shore up end. No, he, no, he, Matt Taylor just goes all guns blazing, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of them where he's, he's shown you everything he's got and then he pulls a pistol out of his pocket and the pistol's Georgie Kelly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a tough one against Birmingham where I think both teams are going to be absolutely desperate for three points because it just mm. picks both of them further away from relegation. I believe Birmingham are on 39 and we're on 40. So any three points at this point against a team that's lower down or just above you is going to be desperate. And I think it is going to be a scrappy game. The weather will not have helped at all. So it's going to be a proper dirty in the mud sort of sort of game, even though I'm sure St Andrew's pitch is very nice. Um, I, I, I'm weirdly looking forward to it because it's proper winter football, I think. Yeah. It's going to be Bring proper... Yellow ball out. Yeah, yeah, big yellow ball out, proper scrappy winter football, you know, flying challengers, players sliding everywhere because yeah. it's snowed and now it's thawed and everything. Um, I just hope no one gets injured. That's yeah. my main thing. Nobody get injured. Um, I hope Fozu really tears it up in the middle of the park because I think we're at, we are going to go same formation, potentially unchanged other than your injuries, which seems to be Taylor's way of doing it at the minute. So, ooh. yeah, John's just said perfect perfect game for Big Juki. I think it's a perfect game for Tom Eaves or Jordan Hugel as well. So, to be say it's a big game for Jukovic and big game for, for example, Hugel, that doesn't say classic, does it? No. <laughs> no. It's not screaming a football classic, that, is it? No, no. Uh, I'm surprised Sky hadn't picked it. I'm surprised Sky hadn't moved it to a Monday night, charging yeah. everybody 50 quid to watch it. <laughs> um, Mike Lee Miller says we haven't mentioned the word referee tonight what's going on well, oh, I'll answer that for you know. Jeff Eltringham is the referee I've looked at his record and it's one of those names that you go so, oh no not him and the only problem I can find is that he refereed as uh, he sent Will Volks off at Sheffield United in 2017 ish 2018 which wasn't a red card it was a it was mm. In, in fairness to Jeff Eldringham, the linesman sent him off, didn't he? Maybe, yeah. So, um, he did referee us at home to Bournemouth in the COVID season, I think. That's two, the two, one with the, two, 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 two. The, where um, I can't remember their player should have been sent off for the stud, high studs on the. No, you're thinking of Swansea. Oh, uh, all right. Then. Yeah, this one was the penalty given. Dom Solanke um, won a penalty. Um, yeah. Freddie scored to us. There was no issues to be honest. To be honest with that game, there was no real issue. I think the penalty was a penalty. Um, offhand, I can't remember any issues. So mm. hopefully, there's no further issues going forward, Jeff. Fingers crossed. I hold out no hope. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Skidmore says in relation to how black it wasn't he training with us before the signing got announced. Yeah, I think he'd been training all week. Mm. Um, I think it, so was, um, it was at the QPR game as a guest, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is good. He appeared and we won. That's good. And, we, and yeah. the only goal we conceded was a penalty. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Power UK says, could he be a decent ref? I mean, I won't go that far. No, don't don't <laughs> count your chickens just yet. Right. Well, um, listen, if he is, we'll call him out for it. So, <laughs> um, Peltier and Rathbone are unlikely for the weekend, Tom. Certainly like mm. to start, I think. Uh, are you happy, still happy with Coventry and Adolphin? Uh, you mean Harden and Adolphin? No, Coventry and Adolphin in, in middle. Oh right, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think that's 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 fine. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job. 
Um, yeah, you can't you can't really p- complain with the Dolphins' contribution. Um, I think Coventry is always going to be in that midfield, um, no matter who's fit, because he's he's a player that does um, something that not everyone else does and keeps it moving and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I, you can't have any real complaints about a Dolphin, and the only likely person to come in for him is Lindsay. Uh, and I think it's you know un, unfair to drop a Dolphin based on this on his last game. So. That's that's fine for me, and um, I don't, if, if yeah, um, yeah, and with with Harding again, solid for me. I mean, it was a bit of a poor uh, penalty challenge. That's all I'll say about that. Um, I don't think he needed to make it, but other than that, uh, yeah, no complaints from either of them. I'd I'd love to see uh, Kioso have a have a have a run out yeah. at right back, but um, same same goes for Harding. Um, no real issue um, to drop him for, so it's a bit harsh if you do. Um, so yeah, hmm. yeah. A lot of people comment saying Coventry has been ill all week with tonsillitis. Yes, that no. is true. Uh, but that was earlier in the week. I suspect if it's there's a, there's a, if it was that was that was earlier in the week, there's a good chance they'll be back now. Um, could you see any changes to the front, whatever it is, three Mick um, of Fer- four into Fergie, Fosu, Chio? And Hugo, could you see any possibility of any changes? No, absolutely not. They've been so effective these last few games. Mm-hmm. They started to build a bit of a partnership together and and, and understand. And, and I criticised them when certainly at that Blackpool game, and they seem to be all over the place. But they, they, they're certainly starting to gel now and, and understand what their role is in that formation. And it's um, it's been working well over the past few games. So. So now I can't see a reason why you would want to change that at the moment. Justin mm. um, does point out if you could put a Dolphin as centre half uh, and Lindsay back in, which is true. Yeah. That, that, that mm. is def- that is definitely an option. Um, mm. Right, let's do some predictions. Um, Dean Kelly comes in with three 0 to start with, <laughs> which is great. I love that. Um, right, Danny, what do you reckon? Um... Well, after looking at the stats, I believe Birmingham haven't scored at home in their last two games. Um, but then we are not notorious for fall, uh, for scoring away, are we? Mm. No. I'm going to say 1-0 to Rotherham. like it. Have we scored more than one goal away from home in a game this season? Coventry. Yes, Burnley. Coventry and Burnley. Burnley. Won neither of them. Classic Rotherham United. Um, <laughs> I will go one-one. I'm going to say the same as John. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be horrible. Um, it's going to be cold. Mm. Uh, well, I'm going to go one-one. Uh, Tom, um, I was going to go one-nil, but um, I'll, I'll go two-nil uh, just to make it more interesting. I like it, Nick. Still positive. Um, I think it's got draw written all over it, hasn't it? And, and, and the reality is, if the teams below us continue the way that they've been, a draw would suit both teams as well, you know. Um, but uh, I'm going to go two one rather. I'm going to say we're going to sneak it. Um, but I, I, but my heart's not in that. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> my heart's not one one. But fair enough. Jonathan says ahead, two one. Grundy as well. Nicholas Skidmore says one one. Kim Haywood says two nil. Josh Hinson says we're going to get you're going to get another penalty. Two in two games. What are you on, Josh? 
Michael Carlos is one two two one to the Millers. Well, no, I'm sorry, Michael Carlos is two one either way. Um, mm. which is not, mm. not far off. Uh, Palmer says two one to the Millers. Reg says three nil to the Millers. Yomich says scrappy nil nil. Mm. Uh, Sean Gamar three one. John Rell, as we mentioned, one one <laughs> with a pile of blacket on goal. Um, like it. Uh, Sam Hansen says, Have we done the double over 18 this season? No, no, I think we want to win two away games. Uh, is it two? Stoke and yeah. Sheffield United, any others? Mm. No, there you go. So, no, but we well, are well, the, team, the teams were beat first time round. We then haven't lost two in the reverse fixture. This is the thing, Matt, after Birmingham. Our final ten are teams that we haven't won at all this season before. Cracking. <laughs> Although to bring it, swoop it back to a positive, um, <laughs> this season, even after after thirty five games, right? This season is our highest points total in a New York Stadium Championship season. There you go. Not bad. Because it was um, thirty five after thirty five in twenty twenty one, thirty three in. 1819, 17 in 1617. We were awful that season. Great. Tough, Forget that. Now, um, that thir- 32 in 1516 and 37 in 1415. So 40 points makes this the highest championship season at New York State after 35 games. And the thing is, no last time, what were we, 35 from 35 last time? Um, what last time we stayed up? No, like 20, like oh. in COVID season, 2020. Yeah, it, it was 35 from 35. Well, at that stage of the season, everybody in the dog were telling us that we should be safe and we mm. had less points. We, mm. we, we were the team that were going to be safe because we had a million games in hand. Uh, yeah. And the problem was we just didn't keep the points still ticking over. And we're now mm-hmm. five points better off. Um, eight points clear relegation zone, so... Yeah. Just to compare it full table, if you like, against other seasons, our points total this season has already superseded the atrocious season and is matching uh, 18-19 already. Mm. Well, then, then last time in the championship was 42, so we're near enough there already. And the two seasons we stayed up, we got 49 and 49, but got it up to three. Yes, thanks, Fran and Rawson. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying, we're on course for a, for a good finish, hopefully. Well, mm. it says confidently. That was down to Steve Evans not being able to operate a fax machine properly, weren't it? That one? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make any jokes about it. Cause he, got, he, got, he got burger juice all of it. There we go. Just, Here we go. He's <laughs> uh, his anniversary dinner. Good grief. John Morell says, so what you're saying is, Danny, that we're fighting over the 18th place trophy this season, or the joys. That's, that's well, the difference, isn't it? If you're John, over 18th yeah. place, mm. you said that, exactly. He says that as a, in a kind of a sarcastic, oh, look at, oh, dear, <laughs> kind of way. We are so happy to be fighting for that, I can't tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, at the start of the season, like John said earlier, Rotherham, yeah. Reading and Burnley were nailed on for relegation. Those were the three teams... And look Birmingham. at us now. Burnley. Um, Birmingham. 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 Birmingham, sorry, Birmingham. <laughs> that's next season for Burnley. Once once yeah. once old Vinny leaves them for a better job, that's Burnley next season. Yeah, yeah. Um right. Anything else we need to talk about tonight, boys? Go along. God, we always go along. Oh, yeah. Um 
Yeah. So thank you all for being with us. We will be back on Sunday evening live on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. We want to get to a thousand by well, two months, basically, by the end of the season. Um, so please do do so if you haven't done already. We the audio podcast will be out Saturday, Monday morning, uh, and then we've got three game week next week before the international break. Uh, we'll cover all that over the next week or so. I subscribe and give us a five star rating wherever you're listening to the audio podcast where you are. Keep around the socials because we'll be giving away some hats. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. though, be careful. Um, yeah, keep an eye on that. And thanks to Kimbo Sports for sorting us out because uh, I really like him. Um, Danny, thank you for being with us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And I'll get you your hat, mate. Don't worry, I'll sort your hat out. Yeah, no worries. I'm wearing a different kind of hat down to Birmingham, if I'm being honest. The peak <laughs> cap is coming out. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, it doesn't quite fit over my headphones, but there you go. No, no. Um, <laughs> Mike the Miller says, Thank you, boys. Great snow. It means great show. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for being with us. Do you want to say that name again one more time? You, you paid for it, so you may as well say it. Never. <laughs> Can't trick me for that voodoo. <laughs> Never again. Uh, and Nick, thank you for being with us. Actually, another year old, another another year more miserable. Um, yep. Can't cheer up for Sunday, though, yeah? Actually, actually, you know, I will say it once more, because Paul Warren's derby are actually not doing very well. So at least, no. at least we ended on a, you know... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paramount don't want us to go. It's the snow way, it's over already. Very good. Very <laughs> I don't think these are a mixed street to be honest with you, but I appreciate every single one of them. Have the English oh. ever seen snow before? Like, like... <laughs> no, not in March anyway. So, this is not mm. right. Much is a bit um, ridiculous. Yeah, thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure. We will see you next time at Up the Millers. Cheers. Bye. Rebel. Vicious. Wood's got around the back, and Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.